Welcome to Childish Behavior, the mythical adventures of two spastic family pastors. You are now entering a spoiler zone. Warning, warning, spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you have not seen Avengers Endgame. Turn back now. Do not listen, for we are spoiling the mess out of this movie. We're discussing it from separate angles and doing all kinds of cool things and even making fun of it. But uh, remember, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. We warned you. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Childish Behavior with Rick and Aaron. And today we're going to be discussing movies. Not just any movie, not just any movie, but a very Ooh, important yes. sequel. Do you it's know what I'm talking about, Aaron? Back to the Future 7? We're talking about Marvel Comics Avengers Endgame, which came out this weekend and has just drove the world crazy. Um, this was a year in the making. Like last year, we, we went into the movie theaters and came out crying because the bad guy won. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a movie where the bad guy won. Well, I was crying like a baby. But some of us came out crying. <laughs> well, we some all of know us was like, oh, if, God. if anybody would relate to Thanos, <laughs> it would be you. Here's my thing is I, I'm all for like a plot twist, like a mega plot twist. I, like that's why I watch shows and stuff. If there's some huge, like, oh my goodness, I, I didn't I expect like that. that to happen, I go, I appreciate you. Oh. Which I was sad that they didn't play that song during that ending. <laughs> that would have been epic. Uh, but when it ended with the dust, the dust, and everybody going away, and I'm scared, was, Mr. Stock. I don't feel so good. Dust that scene. We're only dust in the wind. <laughs> the okay, one problem about that. The Spider-Man thing actually in that movie made me mad because how come everybody else didn't even like couldn't even get a word out? And they, why does he get a fifteen-minute cry scene? It services the plot, <laughs> just um, like just like at the end of this movie, like all the bad guys are gone and Thanos sits down and he's, he's like, just like I'm going to sit down on this log and just stare at y'all, and then dust in the wind. That would have been perfect. <laughs> just dust in the wind. I thought about like if I was in universe in the MCU, this would give me the perfect work excuse. Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't feel so good, and then like <laughs> send them a box of ash in the mail, <laughs> and then be like, I'm gonna take, I'm taking a Thanos day. <laughs> so then I come in the next week, and I'm like, you know, Doctor Strange took care of it. So I was sitting in the theater and uh, had just this awesome idea that is such a great missed opportunity that probably would have only worked last Halloween um, for a really awesome costume. Uh, I was going to wear a, de well, a destroyed well. Iron Man suit with a baggie of ash in it and then on the front of it say Avengers B Team. <laughs> that's it. But you know, I would have won. <laughs> I would have won so many up. contests. <laughs> that's 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 so wrong. Saw a meme that said "Be Doctor Strange" because it said Doctor Strange 
watched the movie like four million times last year and he didn't spoil anything. Do not post spoilers. Even though he should have, because it could have informed the heroes how to beat these things. Here's what's funny is I wasn't planning to go see it right away. And then I just happened to go see it right away. And so I was like, please don't spoil this for me. And I'm really good at I like I like to just do things on my time. I'm very relaxed that way. And so I just go when I go. You know, I don't like a big I don't like a bunch of people in the theater when I go and so I wanna because I wanna relax. I got I got one of our church members like, Hey, you wanna go? And I said, Sure and went. Or I guess it was Wednesday. My a buddy of mine's like, I'm going to see Endgame. I got a ticket for you. And I just knew that I was gonna get spoiled if I didn't go see it the the night that it opened. All righty. Now we're going to go into our time where we are going to discuss our top three favorite parts of the movie. I'm going to go ahead and let Aaron go first. Aaron? I know what my number three is. Um, It would probably be the whole Captain America thing where he ended up going back in time. Now, why that's my number three is you have to go back to the other movies. Is his, his love interest, when he came back and they unfroze him, was married to somebody. We never really knew who this guy was or why she married him or anything like that. So by him going back in time and telling no one, because he can't tell anybody what happened because it'll mess with the timeline. So he can't admit who he is. So that guy right. that was married is Captain America. And that just, that plot, like that, like they held that that long before it was revealed. Okay, so we have Captain America going back yes. in time, which was just beautiful. I love that. That was great for him. And it spoke to um, yep. Tony telling him that he wanted his own life. You know, take some for you. Like, we fought so many battles. Yes. And you're still just battling and battling and battling. You need to have some rest time. The. And that's the reality. That's a, that's it goes back to the military theme of it is sometimes soldiers need to take a break. You know, it's, that's a hard life to live. Number three is dad bod Thor. Oh, (laughs) so man, that was, that was entertaining. What bugged me about that though, is he still had a chiseling on his gut. That's not fair. All the way back to, to the original Thors, right? He, he grew up knowing that he would be the heir to the, the king, right? And he always was kind of reluctant in that. Loki wanted it. Thor didn't want it, right? But but Odin wanted it. He never Odin really, said it's yours. He never really and wanted so it. so there was this big burden on him to be this king when he felt like he didn't want to be a king. And see, yeah. that's what I think, too, that, that worked with the expectations of this film is that everybody was like, all right, this movie is going to be one of these action-packed, beat em up like, let's go kill Thanos movies. And they did that in the first 15 minutes, and it was very anticlimactic, right? They killed Thanos, and he's like, guys, there's no reversing yes, this. Yes. It's it's done. And he kills him, and then Thor exiles himself, you know? Because he's like, he's depressed. He's in PTSD yeah. mode. He's like, he took a life from him as a, uh, a prisoner, right? And he just he just straight up killed him out of like yes. anger and vengeance, which we know anger and vengeance goes nowhere, right? It, it's poison. So, but going back to the funny yep. part, 
I love Dad Bod Thor. I think that's going to be like the new Halloween costume this year. Um, I thought it was so cool that they left Thor the same way the whole time. I was like, as soon as he gets his hammer back or as soon as he like gears up for battle, he's going to be shredded again. Dude, his suit was about to burst off of him, even in the last fight. And I was like, yes. And I heard somebody say that they were like, finally, finally, there's a hero. He, he never got my pain he never, of having a dad bod. And I was like, that's awesome. My, my number two is the fact that pretty much the this this is a almost before the movie thing that happened. But pretty much everything that happened in the preview. Oh, yeah was over within the first like 15 minutes. Yes, this is so much more this is so much more confusing than any of these these people in this room is even going to realize. There's so much that's about to happen because they just destroyed all your oh, little yeah. fan oh, theories. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I loved it. I loved that they like basically oh, the, was, the Russo it, brothers great. spoofed everybody. So, you've got Captain America going back in time. We've got Dad Bod Thor and his arc you have the way that they were able to get it past us where we could go into a movie clean and clear. I hate the trailers. I will not go to a movie that a trailer comes on and it shows you every beat by beat by beat. It's like, why go to it? Why spend money? If they're going to show you what's happening. A to B to C to D. Uh, I hate that. So I love it. You know, JJ Abrams does that with the star Wars movies. He does it with almost all of his movies. Sometimes JJ Abrams and, and filmmakers like the Russo brothers, they will shoot scenes that are not even in the movie and put them in the trailer. Like, they had Hulk running in the background uh, on Wakanda, and that didn't happen. He was in the sp- he was in the suit. Remember, like Hulk was nowhere in there. And then they said that there was also some scenes yes. that they kind of threw in there that hit the cutting room floor that you'll never see in the movie. That kind of even made more people kind of like, oh my gosh, what, what in the world? So. My, no, my number two, I love the whole, I love underdog stories. I love uh, heroes rising up to the challenge. I love unexpected things happening, you know, where, where everything looks like it's dire and, and terrible. And um, that the hero's resolve is just, I'm going to do whatever I got to do. So it, it kind of plays on both things. I thought it was cool that Captain America was able to, Willed Milnor uh, at a crucial point when he needed to save his friend. And uh, over the last few movies, he has become worthy. And uh, what was pretty cool is it's a callback to Age of Ultron, where he, out of all the Avengers, was able to move it just a little bit. And uh, as he throws it and it hits Thanos, we get this really cool. Uh, comment from Thor where he said, I knew it. And I just thought that was awesome um, that Thor always respected Captain America and thought of him as worthy. There's also a funny part uh, right after this where they get weapons switched up and uh, he looks over at Captain America and he says, here, you hold the small one and gives him um, the small hammer and takes the big one back. And that was pretty funny. That was that was a like extremely cool scene. I was actually not going to use it as my number one. Though, I think I know I what your number one is because it's probably mine too. But I thought because I really like that part. Captain America fights Thanos. His shield is busted a third time. 
and all the monsters are coming out. Every single stinking one, like more monsters than we've ever saw. I thought it was Lord of the Rings. One of my, th- I, I started tearing up, man, when he's standing there by himself and Thanos is looking at him and it reminded me of like David and Goliath. I, like I just that, love that, that line. To your six. Oh yeah, he's got backup. But you ever remember watching cartoons as a kid? They would always show bad guys and good guys running to each other. And yes. like right before they clashed, it would like flash away. You know what I'm talking about? They actually did that. I was so giddy. So I'm sitting there and right as it looked like Thor and Captain America, you know, even though he's wielding the hammer, wasn't right. gonna work. It, it was obvious that that wasn't gonna be the end. I said, wait a minute. Exactly. They've already re-snapped everybody back into existence, back with Hulk. Where have these people been at this whole time? As soon as that snap happened, he had to like converge wherever they were because they came back. So Peter Parker was like on that moon, I guess. Right? So yes. he had to go find everybody. Like, mm-hmm. So he had to open up Wakanda. He had to get everybody like, from where they were when they got dusted and open the portals so they could come out. And he probably got a game plan together with, that we didn't see. That we might yes. see in another movie. Who knows? But my favorite, that was one of my favorite parts of it. Because I'm just a big Captain America fan. Always have been. Um, I love Iron Man 2. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, which leads to my number one. Uh, but the whole, like, just he was willing to stand there. And his last breath, he would die. Being the last hero standing. And... He would die on his feet, right? He's not going to just grovel and say, well, we we surrender. He had a broken shield and he like steps up closer to Thanos and he's like, I see all those bad guys behind you. Bring it on. You know, that was awesome. Some days that feels like that where you're by yourself and you feel like you're fighting something. And then all of a sudden you have to your six and you've got like your accountability partner. You've got your buddies. Uh, in Christ, uh, or just God showing up in a mighty way saying, dude, you're not alone. And I love that scripture. Psalms 35, 3. Brandish your spear and your battle axe against those who pursue me and say to me, I am your salvation. That's metal. You know what I mean? Like God's going to come and fight beside you with a with an axe you know i was like this is sweet all right what's your number one buddy because i think it's mine too uh, my number one hands down is the scene with iron man and dr strange mm. where and it's kind of that back and forth he just sent chills down my spine just thinking about it um where he's like is it what are we going to win this one? Is this the one or whatever? And he's like, I can't tell you. Yeah. yeah. And, and at that moment where he realizes I've got to do this. Yes. And he looks at him and that, that eye contact they share and where, where even though he isn't confirming it, he, they both kind of knew. And it was at the point where telling him at this point, isn't going to change anything. So they both confirm. And what made that cool is when you go back to, to infinity war, right. uh, Iron, Iron Man and Cap- and um, Dr. Strange never really saw eye to eye till he looked into the future and then he saw who was going to win it all. Yeah. 
And he saw what, because you remember, he said that I'm willing to die for this. And he didn't think anybody else there was willing to do that. Dr. Strange's view of, of Iron Man at that point changed after he saw the only way they were going to win. Right. It changes because he realized that Tony Stark is just as willing to do it, do whatever it takes as he is. Yep. That he's willing to die for the cause and did die for the cause. So that respect, even though it took him seeing everything for it to happen, mm. he knew Tony was the catalyst to it all. Dude, it, it sent chills down my spine when Thanos gets the glove and he goes, I am inevitable. And he does the snap and nothing happens. And Tony looks at him and says, I am Iron Man. You see that his yes. love like absorbs it. What it means is he had a contingency plan already yes. in motion. He already had that. He's like, I might need to do this. I might need to wield this. I need to program this to be able to do it. Tony right. Stark was smart enough to build that gauntlet. Right. But not only smart enough to build the gauntlet, but he was smart enough to technically build two of them. Yes. Right. Well, so it would be compatible with his armor. There's, there's a, there's an interesting thing there as because what, what we're seeing is because all this, and they've said it in other, other movies that everything that Thor and them are doing is it's not really magic. They just believe it's magic, but it's really just really, really, really good science. Like very advanced science is what it really is. And so Tony Stark can easily figure that all out because it's just, it's just really very, it's science. And that's kind of another thing back to the Doctor Strange, Tony Stark thing is, is it seems like magic, but it's just science on another level. It's alchemy and that kind of yeah. stuff. That was, that was me geeking out further than I should. No, that's okay. It's time to geek out. It's like this, con- this podcast is our podcast. We can do with what we want. People will be like, what? why did you do one on Avengers? Well, we're both big nerds and we like these movies, but also we're parents and, and I know that... Most of our we're not just lads, but we're dads. We're dads, right? And so, any that's another thing to my number one is like a caveat. That was a flashback. Is that you would do anything for your kid, right? And he knew that if he did not, Um, no, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Sorry, meatloaf. Uh, (laughs) But uh, so he was a dad now. Tony was a dad, and like. He already he already felt the loss of losing Spider Man, and when he looked at that picture, oh. that's what broke him down. He's like, okay, e- everything about Iron Man in this movie was the best. And I, I, I don't remember who I talked was talking to before this movie ever came out, but I was like, everything's about yeah, him. Where Spider Man was more of a son to him than than that kind of figure. So that it made it. I, and I him. think that's the reason that he ultimately went back. Right, because he was like, "No, I'm not yes. doing this." Yes. And he's like, "How many people have I let down?" And then he sees a picture of Peter Parker, and I thought it was really awesome that he was the first person to get to him, even though I, I'm mm. glad that his wife was there too to see him. But he's like, "He's like, Tony, boss, we did it, we did it," you know. And he was hugging him or whatever, and he noticed that he wasn't like responding. And then basically Pepper looks at him and said, you know, which I'm reaching here, but it's almost like she said, it's finished. You know what I mean? We did good. We yeah. won. It's finished. You can go to, you can, you can go now kind of thing where like, first of all, as a dad, I would do anything for my kids. 
right? And then he's living in a world now where Morgan, his daughter, is at stake, right? He had the. That's what was really crazy is in the movie he what his struggle was is he had the most yes. to lose. Everybody else, he was the he was the one who could fix it all, but he was also the it's, one who's he's. It's kind of like his life was the only right. one that went right, and so he had to give up. And he had to give up something. Like he's like, okay, I think one of the rules were at the very beginning was whatever we do, we cannot change the outcome of what's happening right now. He said that because of Morgan, right? And he's like, and I think as a dad, if you think all hope is lost, and he's kind of like. This guy's going to burn down everything. He's like, for my chance, for my family, not just my Avenger family, not just my the people that we just resaved by snapping it and getting them back. Well, we it would be all for nothing yep. because if Thanos gets it again, we're all dead again. Everybody, even the people that could do anything to stop, to stop it. So he's like, it's all falling on me and I have to make the split second decision and not even think about it to throw my life under the bus. For everybody. And Pretty much. I was like, oh my gosh. And I mean, we could go for hours about the allegory of that, of like Jesus. Yes, that is. But that I is was Jesus. like, dad, come it, man. He gave up everything to protect what he loved. And he ultimately sacrificed himself. And what is your number one? With Tony Stark who, giving his life for everybody. Who, who is your favorite right, character? It's, it's a battle between Tony Stark. And Captain America. Well, see, Tony Stark is my number one, numero uno, and why it's it's it goes back to the Tony Stark is acting. The whole reason he was acting like a jerk is because he did not want to be praised right. for what he was doing. Because he is a hero of the finest valor of heroes, so his thing was if I act pompous and like this, nobody will praise me for doing right. what needs to be done. And that was the the jerk attitude. Well, eventually, over time, as as he gets well, it, and it's not that it changed; it's just right. he got older. And over time, you can't you can only hide that so right. much. And when people start realizing, no, okay, this is um, he is he's not that jerk. He's not he's not that. So over time, when that starts going away, it becomes more obvious to people. So he, there's no reason yeah. to hide. And basically, that attitude was was him hiding. He was he was in hiding from from who he really was because he did not want the the praise and he didn't really want it and so it was kind of like this how do you how do you keep people from saying you did a good job you right. say it first that was kind of the attitude and that's why I've always and it's very similar to what I do is I I jokishly be like well it's because I'm the best thing ever right. that way I don't have to hear because he didn't know right. how to handle it. He didn't know what to do with it. And that's kind of the, the thing there is he didn't know how to, f he, like it made him uncomfortable to feel that. And he just wanted to, he just knew what was right. And that's why he's always been my Well, favorite. see, that's the hard part is like, I've got, I've got a poster on my wall of both Captain America and uh, Iron Man. And they're my favorite. Like, and I think a lot of what he did, especially at the end was also informed by him seeing his dad. That that's a that's probably if I had another another number one kind of in there is that I think everybody got to have closure and get things seen a different way. Like Tony had a falling out with his dad when he was younger because he was a teenager when his dad died, right? And he just thought his dad was this pompous jerk that work was always important. And when he was in the elevator with his dad talking about how proud he was to have a son and 
that he would do anything for his son. And that's why he's doing what he's doing is to protect his son's mm -hmm. future. I think that really changed like his heart in a way. He was like, me and dad are not that different where I thought we were not anywhere the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. his dad gave up so much time with him so he could create shield so he could uh, be taking care of threats and doing all these things so he could like make sure that his son grew up in a world without fear. And that's what, that's exactly what he wants to do with Morgan in ministry. Sometimes um, you're planning something with your family and something comes up that you have to go, right? It's a, like a death in the family or something. I'm not talking about just, Oh, come up and open the church doors. It's an emergency and a very crazy emergency and you have to leave and you sit there fighting it going, but I'm, my most important ministry is my family, but there's this situation that I have to run off to and Pepper Potts kind of like mirrored probably our wife where when he's talking to her about like, Hey, I got this time tunnel thing figured out, but you know, if you say the word, I'll just, I'll just turn it all off. And she goes, Tony, you know, you can't turn it off. Yeah, you can't, you can't and, not do you it. Know, and I felt, kind of like a turd in a way, but I felt also like I've had this conversation with my wife before where she's like, Hey, remember we're here. I knew what I was getting into when I married you go do what you got to do. And we're going to make it up when you get back, you know, that kind of thing. But I felt that in Aww, you're Captain America. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, but I, so Iron Man and Captain America are my favorites. Uh, most definitely. I love how they've played Spider-Man. And I'm thinking that they're going to kind of call Spider-Man to be maybe the new Iron Man in a way until uh, Morgan grows up. And then How about the pepper being... Uh, dude, that was awesome. That was, that was on a whole new I, level. I love that. Rescue, man. That's from the comics. Now, now we got to get to some of our qualms, though, because that brings me to a qualm. Okay. Are you going to make people mad? I, I hope not. I don't think Captain Marvel is representing women as good as she could be. Um, because I, the problem is quite often in these situations is the way to push one ahead is always to discredit right. the other. And that's what, that's what that felt like to me is let me put, well, well, they, these ladies are strong because women are, men are weak and that's not the issue. We're both yeah. strong. And that was my issue. You know, the, I think what was greater is the moment with, um, where Black Widow and, and Hawkeye, they fight to sacrifice mm. themselves. That was a strong yeah. woman. That was somebody to be respected because she was willing to give it all, just like he was willing to give it all. They both were willing to give everything. Yeah. That is strength. Well, okay, counterpoint. Counterpoint to this. for you, And I see everywhere you're going. I just thought it was unnecessary but, stretch. Okay. They were in the middle of a battle. It well, did not make sense. I'm looking at it a different. I'm looking at it a different way. I maybe they could have done it a different way where they were all in different teams, and that's what I kind of felt like. That I didn't see it at that until it was pointed out to me. I looked at because I was so excited, and I'll be honest with you. I got two. I got two little girls, and my two little girls from the get go have always wanted to play with their brothers' action figures and dress up as heroes and stuff, and 
she just wants to play with her brothers and stuff. And she wants to be heroic. And for a long time, there were not very heroic women in comics. They were all uh, romantic relationships or they were known as weaker people. Yeah, I think I think it's it, it was the same thing, and, and this is this is this is going completely off topic for a second, but it's the same thing. Uh, the difference between Martin Luther King and Malcolm X yeah. um, in the civil rights movement. Malcolm X wanted to supplement one one group over the other, and that was the fixed. Is let's let's the only way to make this right is that the roles switch completely. Mm. My thing is, if, you're, if we're trying to honor God and be where God is, that is not how we make anything better. The, how we make things better is realize these failures have happened and move past those failures to a world where we work together. Yeah. So, I have a daughter. I care about those right. things. You know, it's, but I don't need to be the bad guy. I'm not the bad guy. Somebody else is the bad guy. I don't, I'm completely okay with my daughter being, doing great yeah. things. You know what I mean, and that's the problem. Is it's like, well, all men are bad. No, we're not bad. And that's that's unscriptural. That's 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 a, that's bias right. um, at its best. You know, that's just as bad as the opposite. You know, and I, I believe you you have to find a, a middle ground and realize that we all need to be coming at this the same way. You know, God has God God has a special intent for all of yeah. us. In in the in the end game, there's there's a purpose for all of us. Um, and understanding that is where we find balance. Yeah. And that's that's where that was my issue with that whole thing. That was my huge qualm with the whole thing is it 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 bugged me because it to me it it messes up the message you're trying to bring. Well, I, they made Captain Marvel like very super arrogant. Like and Yes. And it wasn't playful arrogant like Iron Man. And I could just be looking at it wrong. Like and and so she wasn't. Oh, like she a thinks nice she's the best she thing like ever. A nice character, um, like you know what I mean. Like she did yeah. in the first movie. Captain Marvel was okay, but when she was in this movie, she's doing guess, is so much better than what everybody right. else is doing. Is the way she acted in this movie. She is so above what they are doing. But I didn't feel that way for many of the other women characters. I don't think at all. Like you, you said. I you mean, said Black Widow. I love, I love Scarlet Witch's yeah. thing. You know, I love awesome. that. I thought that was. She was getting revenge that back was for her robot husband. You know. Yeah, I thought that was strength. I thought that represented strength. You know, she 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 was willing to fight for what and what I matters. Seeing, and stuff. I think all of that was cool. And you know, rescue came in, which was Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Like everything was cool. It was kind of like okay. Where I took it is, hey, we're here to help. And then I think framed by Captain Marvel, it made it what you don't like, right? I loved yes. it how they kind of came out and said, All right, ladies, Yo, it's yes. your turn. I loved, Let's help. You yeah. know that kind of thing? But maybe I loved, through the I loved having them there. I just didn't think it was handled properly with like that maybe one scene. more organically than it was. You know, that's why we have this constant argument back and forth of, of left and right and this and that. It's because we, we don't realize that we both have value. Yeah. And instead we try to, let us let me put my, my heel on the other person so I can raise myself up. It's like, no, we all have value. In God's eyes, we all, well, 
we have value when we come to know him as, as a yeah. savior. That's when we truly have value, but we all ultimately have value and that value comes through Christ, you know, but I don't know. That's just a pet peeve of mine. That's a societal pet peeve of mine is I don't like, I don't like when anybody tries to cut down somebody else just to make themselves better. Yeah. Me a so crazy. this is Mike Walms and I'm going to, I'm going light and fluffy, like literally. So you're telling me that the whole world was saved by a rat that I call Radigan yes. stepping on a button yes. randomly. Yes. And he's yes. the, he's a true hero. Where's his movie poster? Where's his origin story? I want to know more I, about Radigan. I think that's Splinter. Well, oh, so now we've got a crossover with Boom. the turtles. Dude, the Ninja Turtles. That'd be awesome where he's like, Raphael, remember that time? That I stepped on a button and saved the world, you know, or something like that. That would be awesome. This is so great. But I want his movie poster. And I was just kind of like, okay, at, like my wife even laughed at me. She's like, there is a talking raccoon. There are people flying in space. Grimace is now the bad guy of the entire universe. You know, the, guy, the big purple guy from McDonald's. And he's jumping yes. around doing all this crazy stuff and you find a plot hole and, the, and a rat stepping on a button and I said yes it didn't work for me but then I want to know more about him they've done what they can do and it's going to be really hard to go to the next movie because they're going to have to be more smaller scale movies because you can't just there's only so many times you can fight over the end of the world without it getting stale right there's going to have to be different stakes and now that time travel yeah. is introduced and we have Pims back, like that's the only thing that I hate about time travel movies is that means we can just go and undo everything. Anytime something gets bad, we'll just undo it. So they've got to put a kibosh on that somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can it's kind of like the day um, where it's like, we've got this machine. If anything ever happens, and we get in trouble, we can always go back to this machine and fix it. So it's like, they should never, ever, 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 ever touch time travel again. But they have a big multiverse kind of thing. Yes. They could maybe set up a multiverse where there's like bad characters of these good characters coming back going, you destroyed my well, timeline. See, and I don't like... I don't like language in movies and I hate that, but I always rewatch. I always try to watch movies like that. I worry about beforehand. Yeah. And that would be my big segue. Exactly. Look up the reviews of movies before you take your kids to them. Know what, know what you expect. And I'm not saying that you don't have to take your kids to Avengers Endgame. I'm saying, um, it might be a movie that's better suited to watch where at home with your kids where you can, fast forward you can pause, fast forward, that kind of stuff. I honestly don't know how anybody could get their kids to sit through this for um, three hours. Um, well, I so was there, man. I wouldn't take I a little. kids in the audience. There, there was probably more cussing in this movie than any other Marvel Universe movie. And I know you said that it's like kind of like conducive to war and stuff. But <laughs> just for parents out there, there's a resource called Plugged In. And I always they're not a sponsor, but I would love for them to be. There's also a... There's also another one called Common Sense yeah. Media that does pretty so good. So look for one that w works for you, and it breaks down like what is in the the media content that your kids are viewing. And I really think, even though that I know that this was made for adults like me and Aaron, um, 
but they've got Happy Meal toys and they and they line the shelves with these toys and they hit the commercials for kids they, on kids' cartoons. Because they know the kids are going to... Right? Yeah, they know the kids are going to want to so watch them like, too. It's like, I wish that they would kind of understand that superheroes were meant for kids. And yes, we're big kids and we love superheroes. Uh, this reminded me of a book that was given to me many years ago called Wild at Heart. It's, a, it's an awesome book about, you know, it's in our DNA to be a hero, to fight the monster, yeah. to save the day, you know, that kind of thing. And I really thought that that encapsulated that. And, um, you know, I just, I love the movie. I thought it was great. It had a lot of allegory was good. For, for Christian what? beliefs in a lot of ways. One thing, uh, plugged in does say that uh, content caution heavy for kids, medium for teens, light for adults. Otherwise, it is more adult yeah. themed. So just keep that in mind when you watch the movie. That's why I, stuff like this, I, I a lot of times intentionally say, "Kids, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to watch this yeah. at home." That way, I can be a little more intentional with with how I handle well, too, it. Well, there's there's even guides out there, yeah. and we'll. My kids aren't gonna. Here's here's the thing. This is this is a parent yes. to another parent. My kids aren't gonna die if they don't see the movie right away. They may think they are, and they may act like they are, but they're not going to die if they don't see right. it right away. Uh, that has been the end game with uh, Rick and Aaron from Childish Behavior. Uh, don't get dusted. Bye. I am inevitable. I am a a Ha <laughs> ha